Hello and a very good morning to everyone. Thank you for joining us on our Saturday live show on Catholics at Home. Uh, really lovely to see everyone right here. Uh, some of you very early as well. Thank you for joining us. Well, as we wait for a little more people to join us, just like to say a warm welcome to those who have been uh, chatting with us on our comments and chat box. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Aaron, for asking us uh, how we are doing the, uh, during the MCO. Well, uh, as, as, as well as we can manage, I suppose, Aaron, I hope you are doing well as well. I'd also like to say hi to Valerie, Sheena, uh, Kathleen, Christine, Michael, Ellen, Angela, uh, Sujin, thank you all for joining us uh, today. I'm sure more people are joining us because it's a very important and uh, crucial topic. I suppose everywhere you go these days, whether at home or at work or you know when you meet up with anybody, the question is, are you going to take the vaccine? <laughs> uh, so what's the answer? <laughs> well, we get a lot of uh, different kind of responses and because of uh, the different information that we are getting, uh, you may get your information from uh, news sites, uh, WhatsApp, Facebook, whatever, and uh, some may be accurate, some not so accurate. All right, so we're going to try and clear things up today. That's why you know the title of the show is uh, To Be or Not To Be Vaccinated. We're going to talk about the myths and the facts. All right, so a lot to talk about. And why don't I just uh, go straight into bringing in our residential preacher? That's the new title. <laughs> <laughs> but Clarence, is that your new title? Uh? Residential priest. <laughs> oh, uh, Kevin, I think this one, everybody coined some word to describe me in some way. Yeah. Ah. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Haven't seen you for a long time. Yeah, I'm trying to live a hermit's life, uh, secluded from oh. everybody. <laughs> this, that, that was your Lent, Lent resolution, is it? To be cut off from everybody else. No, exactly because why we are talking about this. The more people you meet, the more different perspectives and views you get about the vaccine. Then the more confused you get. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. Anyway, and, anyway, it's good to see that uh, you know we've got a lot of other talented people uh, hosting the show and really enjoyed seeing all of them. Jonathan, Mac, you know, Patrick, Glenn, and everybody. Uh, yeah. How are you, Father? Well, no, I was just going to say that, you know, Kevin, mm. uh, it's 27th of, of March, if you remember. Mm. Last year, this time, we were trying to put a start to this Catholics at home. <laughs> you remember all the discussions that we were having and between you, uh, Mark, and myself. Yeah. And we had our we didn't, show. How, we, did, we didn't know how we were going to turn out, right? <laughs> and we didn't realize, we didn't think that we were going to last so long either. <laughs> so it's going probably to be after, Yeah, probably after MCO, no more Catholics at home. La. But then one year on, eh? <laughs> how many MCOs yeah. are you still here? <laughs> And we have more people participating, helping us. Uh, lovely, yeah, lovely. It, wonderful. It's been, a, it's been a journey. Yeah, mm. it's a journey to celebrate. I think this Easter is a journey for us to celebrate our first anniversary. Mm -hmm. You know, Father, the first speaking, of many more. Yeah, speaking about Easter, right? So uh, tomorrow is Palm Sunday, correct? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I was thinking, right? It feels like Ash Wednesday was like, Three, four months ago. I don't know. Is it just me or is Lent this time very, very long? <laughs> yeah, I guess because, you know, you know, some people say, I mean, life was a bit slow during the MCO, but I, I kind of found it, you know, the days go by very quickly, Kevin. I kind of like, you know, I start on a Monday and then the next thing I know, it's like, it, it's Thursday, Friday, and then it's the weekend again. Uh, of course, not other because you've got podcasts going on, talks here, talks there, everything. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you do it, man. Uh, getting used yeah. to all this uh, virtual lifestyle, huh? <laughs> uh, as I said, no, something the seminary never prepared any one of us for this. Ah. Got to look at the book. 
That's going to be a new syllabus. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Father Clarence, uh, big topic today. A um, lot yeah. to talk about. And, um, you, you know, the thing is, right, I I don't, I don't know why. Lah. I get, I see celebrities, some some pe- sports people and all that, telling me to go and take the vaccine. I know they are good at what they do, but I'm not really convinced with how much they know about medical stuff and, you know, <laughs> virus and everything, you know. I don't know whether they know how to search and where to get the information. They probably get it from Instagram or Facebook or something like that. So I think we need more people in the medical field to come out and talk, right? Because, yeah. you know, like I said, I, I, mean, I, I like them, no offense, you know, and everything, but yeah, telling me to take the vaccine, I'm like, oh, I'm not sure, you know. So it's good we have this uh, conversations like this and today we have the a consultant, uh, expert in infectious diseases, and he's from Hospital Sungai Bulu. Uh, let's welcome Dr. Benedict Sim. Hi, Dr. Ben. Hi. Hi, Kevin. Morning. Hi, Father. Morning, Dr. Ben. Morning. Morning. Thanks. Thanks for having me here. Yeah. Dr. Ben, tell us more about yourself. Lah. Um, I grew up in uh, Malacca and um, and uh, and uh, I serve now in the hospital Sungai Bulu, so I'm a, I'm a clinician there. I see patients um, um, uh, every day, and uh, and I specialize in this field, uh, a little known field called uh, infectious mm. diseases, which uh, has um, become uh, more widely known uh, over this last one year, mm-hmm. uh, because this is the sort of thing that um, we've been um, uh, being prepared for, and um, yeah, what we were. You know, you say you uh, being in this little known field, right? But uh, I'm sure you've uh, dealt with many other diseases before. How how unique is this COVID nineteen this time around uh, for you? You know, in your field. Uh, we I think we had a full taste of it. I think back in uh, two thousand and three, two thousand and four, when um, uh, uh, when the world had this. Um, SARS outbreak and um, yeah. yeah and uh, that was sort of like the first time when we realized that even hospitals and um, and uh, governments and all that uh, may not be really fully prepared to face uh, infectious uh, disease that can spread um, through people coughing, sneezing or talking okay? um, but that thankfully went away very fast probably because the virus uh, couldn't spread as easily and um, and along the way, we have had uh, many warnings. Um, uh, uh, you may have heard of bird flu, and um, uh, there was one, um, uh, uh, I think, swine flu, which came in two thousand and nine. So that also hit us in quite a big way, and that made its way around the world in a couple of months. Um, and then um, we've got some other nasty, uh, really nasty bugs like MERS, um, um, from the Middle East, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Ebola from. Uh, Central Africa, so um, so these were all um, uh, very worrying uh, conditions as well, and um, and uh, but I think none of them made that success, uh, successful deep into um, um, uh, right into the stratosphere and uh, you know the, uh, where the whole world had to face a lockdown mm-hmm. and all. And I think um, so this this um, COVID um, sort of like uh, occupies. Uh, a middle ground where it is not that deadly to kill enough people where everybody will be really 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 scared and you know don't do anything um uh, uh, 
but at the same time it is um it, it can spread um uh, from people who don't have symptoms or can spread from people before they start symptoms and um and uh and and, and understandably many people are allowed into a sense of uh, it can't be that bad you know very few people die and you know that uh, and 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 you know so so precautions may be um uh, you know people will take shortcuts and all that and it just goes on and on and spreads and unfortunately it's um it discriminates and this 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 virus it, it, it tends to hit the elderly in a nasty way and um and some young people as well especially if they've got um other um, uh, diseases and the heart disease kidney disease diabetes so they get hit especially bad you know so it is um um uh yeah it is um uh, something quite uh, unique and i think all of us have seen it unfold in real time i think in the last one year and uh, we doctors are learning a lot and um i think epidemiologists are learning a lot and uh, governments are learning as we go along as well just when you thought you've seen it all here comes COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm just wondering, as you as you as you describe, when you are in the in the in the in the right in the middle of the let's say the war zone, you know you're you're right there. You know after one year, you know we've heard I mean how frontliners have 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 had to struggle through this one year uh, with the with the sign of the vaccine. I mean, in terms of the frontliners in the hospital, I mean, are their morale slightly uplifted now? I mean. Uh, you know, a little more, you know, hopeful in that sense, because, you know, at one time, I know we had a lot of images of people in, in the front line, really like, you know, exhausted, uh, you know, mentally, physically, uh, emotionally drained. Uh, are, are things like, you know, I don't want to use the word perking up, but, you know, are, are they more hopeful in, with, with now dealing with this? I think the fear factor is uh, definitely um, uh, less with the, uh, with the vaccines, because I think the vaccines are, have been shown to be uh, very effective to uh, curtail um, uh, severe disease. So I think the fear among healthcare workers is. Uh, as, uh, Dr. As ben, I just want, I just want to just to ask if you could speak a bit, little bit louder. I think we're having a bit of an audio uh, difficulty. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the I, I think um, the fear among healthcare workers has um uh, has uh, come down a notch. And um, the vaccines, um, many of us healthcare workers have um, have um, started being vaccinated. Um, uh, uh, some are halfway through. For the vaccines to actually fully um, uh, uh, fully uh, um, be effective, it takes about you know maybe about six weeks from the start of when you get your first shot till um, the time when the immune system matures. So um, many people are sort of like in the middle of that six week. Um, uh, uh, journey, uh, but we can already. Um, but among doctors, frontliners, I think the, the fear is a bit less. Um, and uh, um, and what we are really hoping for, at least in the hospital front, is that um, the correct people get vaccinated um, um, uh, early on, and, um, and, and and that is so that we will see less um, ill patients coming in to hospitals. Um, uh, uh, if, if if somebody um, uh, young and healthy, like Kevin gets uh, um, uh, COVID, um, uh, uh, chances are you have a mild disease, you know. Then, um, but if somebody elderly gets um, COVID or somebody with uh, other medical conditions uh, gets it, it can be a very very nasty disease. So hopefully um, that um, uh, uh, group of um, the population is vaccinated as early as possible, so that um, it. it 
are moves away from being a nightmare disease to manage in hospitals. So when you're talking about this, like goals and targets that we need to achieve, right? We've heard that uh, we need a herd immunity of 70 or 80% of the population. Do you think we, we can reach that, that goal? Is that a realistic goal? Or maybe you want to start off by explaining about uh, what is herd immunity? Right. Um, yeah. So, 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 um, so, so the vaccines work in um, three ways. Broadly, they work in three ways. They, we know very well that they protect the individual from getting, um, especially from dying from COVID or getting severe disease from COVID. Yeah. And, um, and to a certain extent, it also prevents somebody from actually getting COVID. Um, uh, uh, less effective there, but uh, uh, very effective uh, to prevent uh, uh, getting severe COVID or getting symptoms of COVID. Yeah? Um, <clears throat> so the individual is protected. Um, uh, uh, at the moment at home, I live with uh, two elderly uh, uh, people. So I also protect them because if, I've, um, if I'm less likely to contract the disease and if I get the disease and um, the symptoms are very mild, I will be churning out less um, germs. So the chances of me infecting uh, my loved ones uh, who are living with me will be less. So I'm protecting myself at one level and protecting my loved ones at another level. And um, uh, uh, what happens is that um, in the community, there will be people that for some reason or another can't get the vaccine, either because they are allergic to the vaccine or because uh, they are too frail and you know they're bedridden, they can't just logistically they can't access the vaccine um, uh, so there may be some people with very good reasons why they can't get the vaccine so um, will they ever be protected they um, uh, they can be protected if they are surrounded by people who actually have been vaccinated so that there's very little or no not enough germs to go around to infect these um uh, 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 these people who can't get vaccinated. Once that level happens where, where there are very few people in society who haven't been vaccinated and they are mostly surrounded by people who are vaccinated, um, uh, that's what we call as herd immunity. That means the chances of them um, getting the infection is uh, much less. Um, uh, the other analogy that I sometimes use um, is, uh, you know, um, how when WhatsApp wanted to cut down on fake news being spread around, uh, one of their strategies was to only allow you to forward the message to one person and not uh, 30 people in your list, you know, um, uh, because they knew that by doing, theoretically, you can still do it, you can do it one by one, you know, until 30 people, but they knew that by doing that, then the news gets, the, 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 um, uh, uh, the, the sending out of the news gets, gets cut down dramatically and uh, then, then um, you know, the uh, wrong news gets, gets lessened. So in a way, it's a, a bit like herd immunity, how herd immunity works. If there's enough people who are vaccinated, even those who are not vaccinated, sort of like uh, um, uh, protected by the surrounding people. Yeah? And um, so, but to, 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 to achieve herd immunity is an ambitious, um, uh, 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 ambitious goal because we really need the whole of society to come on board and um, nobody knows exactly um, what's the tipping point, um, what's the critical mass, you know, is it 60, 70%, 80% and um, uh, it, it, it might be challenging because um, mainly because um, the vaccine itself is not licensed for children and um, that itself is a big chunk of the population already. Um, uh, so, so, but um, uh, that would be ideal if we can reach um, uh, herd immunity. It means that um, then society is protected and we can actually, you know, uh, do away with many of the precautions that we are taking now. And uh, yeah. 
I, I talking about to... yeah, sorry, yeah. No, you're talking about about fake news. You know, people forwarding fake news. You know, I was in a forum yesterday, and you know, among church leaders, uh, there was a poll done prior to the to the to the discussion, uh, and the poll showed that you know, if the vaccine was given, uh, how many of you would take it? Only sixty percent said yes. So there's still a good number of people who are you know who have either decided no or maybe they are undecided. You know, and I think uh, that's the difficulty is that reaching that that herd immunity is to be able to convince those who are sitting on the fence who are not so sure. Uh, so perhaps I mean, there's there's a lot of information out there. Maybe that's why this morning we said that let's let's address let's address the myths that are out there. You know, uh, people are getting for every as I said yesterday, I said for every one advocate, uh, there are ten other articles out there who say that you know you shouldn't be taking it. You know, and people are. You know, people's eyes are are fixed on what they should not be doing. Uh, perhaps, Kevin, you want to we want to take the we have ten myths this morning that we thought we we could address uh, very briefly to help clarify people. Uh, and hopefully, Dr. Ben is here, our, our specialist, uh, to tell us you know whether how do we how do we respond to to these myths that are out there you know in the media in in yeah. in every every other form. Yeah. Perhaps we 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 take the first myth. Yeah, uh, but. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Just just before that, I just wanted to emphasize uh, something or clarify something like what Dr. Ben said just now because I was I'm pretty clueless when the slogan is Lindong Diri, Lindong Semua, right? So I understand Lindong Diri because you get a vaccine, then your antibodies can help you fight the disease and stuff. But I, I didn't really understand how it can Lindong Semua because you can still get the virus and you can still spread the virus. So that's true, right? But Dr. Ben, you're saying that the chances of of uh, spreading and uh, uh, or or getting the virus is less, so that's where the lindong semua comes in, right? Is, is that what you're saying? That's right. That's right. Okay. Um. Uh, so two things. Uh, one is uh, you are less likely to contract the virus if you have been vaccinated early on when the results of the vaccine came out. We were not certain there because um, the the purpose of the of the trials were not actually to study whether people actually get the virus. But now I think there's enough data that shows that also um, uh, cuts down. It's not as effective as uh, cut, uh, as uh, protecting against severe disease, but it is. Uh, it looks like it is. Uh, uh, it has got um, uh, 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 quite significant um, uh, impact on cutting down transmission as well. And uh, then the other aspect of how it helps is that. Um, if I've got um, germs in my body and if I'm everywhere I'm going and coughing and sneezing versus if I've got no symptoms or very, very mild symptoms, um, uh, the amount of germs that I spew out from my body will be much, much less than if I'm, if, if I'm ill. So the people in my house are less likely to get the disease from me as well. Yeah. So in, in, in that way, it's a two-pronged two um, uh, protection. Right. All right. Great. Okay, so uh, myth number one. Researchers, researchers rush the development of the COVID-19 vaccine so its effectiveness and safety cannot be trusted. Uh, when we say a rush, um, that, what's the usual timeline um, to, to yeah. really study a vaccine? I, I remember, I think somebody asked me about nine months ago about uh, vaccines for... Um, COVID, this was in the middle of last year, and I laughed them off, and I told them, nah, it won't come, you know, by the time it comes, it will be the end of uh, 2021, you know, and, uh, and um, you know, uh, 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 that's why we, you know, we have to stick to um, 
um, and, and I thought I was speaking from a position of uh, authority then, um, uh, uh, but obviously I was um, uh, uh, proven wrong. So the vaccines have come very fast and uh, understandably, um, uh, uh, people have uh, actually cast doubts on it. You know, um, um, the normal, um, uh, um, in the history of vaccines, vaccines um, take several stages to develop um, before a time when it can be widely uh, distributed. And um, even a, a, a very quick um, a, 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 a vaccine um, prior to this took about five years for it to mature to the stage where um, uh, it could actually be be, be, be sold or used uh, widely. So um, has uh, COVID-19 vaccines been made um, uh, very quickly? Yes, it has been. Um, uh, in, in fact, it's uh, the it's it's, it's um, it's really a light speed uh, uh, as far as uh, uh, vaccines are concerned. You know, um, over a matter of a few months, they've actually um, uh, gone through all the stages. But I do want to emphasize that, um, um, so, so, so broadly speaking, um, uh, the initial part of the vaccines is the, is the, um, uh, the research part, um, uh, what they call as the exploratory phase, where they actually study the virus and they see which part of the virus is the thing that can cause the disease or is, is the best target for, for to, to create the vaccine. And um, that's the, 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 the pure science of it. The, the, the clever scientists in the labs actually study that. And then um, uh, once they find a candidate, they think that, okay, this is what uh, uh, would work and should work. Then it goes into the preclinical uh, trials. Preclinical, that means they actually test it out on animals and see whether it works there. And then um, if, if, if it works on animals and it's safe enough, you know, that uh, nothing happens to those animals, then they go on to, to, to the clinical stages. The clinical stages are where they actually test out the, the drug or the vaccine on, on, on people. So uh, there are three clinical stages um, uh, of importance. The first, um, the first stage, they actually test it out on, 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 on healthy young individuals, um, usually numbering about like, you know, a few dozens, uh, maybe until about a hundred to see if there are any major side effects to them. And then uh, if that's fine, then they go to the second stage, which is to test out uh, a few hundred uh, individuals and, and, and and this, um, the, the, the purpose of the second stage would be actually to find what's, what dose would be probably the best, um, uh, 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 would show the best effect, you know, um, and at the same time, minimal or, uh, and, and, and safety always comes throughout every stage. Uh, 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 the safety of the vaccines, uh, the safety of the drug or vaccines, that's uh, first and foremost in, um, uh, in the, uh, um, uh, the first priority, um, uh, um, yeah for all of these uh, clinical stages. And then once it passes the second stage, you know what's the most effective dose, um, they know it is relatively safe, then it tested out at the third stage on thousands of um, real life um, patients. Um, the one vaccine that, um, that we have used so far, uh, we've got two vaccines at the moment, um, licensed in Malaysia, um, um, uh, the, the, the Pfizer vaccine, they call it Cominati, and, um, and uh, then there's a China one called, uh, by this company, Sinovac. Um, like, uh, for example, the, the, the Cominati, the Pfizer one, was tested out on um, uh, close to 40,000 patients. And, um, and, uh, and, and they compared the, 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 the two groups, you know, those who received the vaccines versus those who, who, who didn't receive the vaccines and, um, and uh, how safe was it and how effective was it. And they found it to be very effective and uh, relatively very safe. And um, so in every step of this way, there's actually um, safety monitoring 
happening regulatory authorities. So these are people who are not involved in the clinical trial. They are not employed by the company. They are not employed by 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 by, by you know they are, but you can't buy them off because they are you know um, uh, 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 they are uh, standalone um, uh, monitoring um, uh, body that actually um, uh, uh, check to make sure that uh, the the subjects of these trials are. Uh, are still healthy and uh, that there's no cover up by the by the companies or the scientists who are doing these trials and um, how they managed to compress everything into into less than a year was that um, uh, number one the, the the exploratory phase or the or the discovery phase that one was done very quickly because the full gene of the of the virus was released um, way back even in January last year so based on that the, the, the scientists could actually start their work already and um and uh and um as far as the there's the, this one platform that they are using for this pfizer vaccine it's called the mrna uh, technology um in fact um uh, uh, this technology is, uh, is, is is one of the things that makes people nervous because it's a it's a new technology but having said that it was actually a technology that had been um uh, uh, has been researched and has been used at very um, uh, small levels actually um, in the in the decades before um, and uh, so it was sort of like a technology that was um, waiting to be you know it's already matured and um, uh, waiting for the you know a candidate um, uh, a germ that could benefit from this um, uh, this technology and um, uh, so so because of that they went into the clinical stages very quickly they they, done, they they did the three clinical stages they did clinical stages and usually the normal process is to wait for one clinical stage to finish then they go to the second and then they go to the third for this one um, they were very quick in where they, they overlapped um uh, so the first clinical stage was going on um they, uh, by the time they were doing the preparatory work for the second clinical stage already recruiting people okay who wants to go for the second second stage you know and then the second stage um uh, once that had started then they were started recruiting people for the third stage so everything um, um, um overlapped and uh, because of that they were and, and of course um the, the the reason for that was because um we were all seeing in real time that you know countries were getting um um uh, uh, decimated by this uh, infection and many people were dying you know? so so there was a lot of um um uh, necessity to, to to make sure that uh, the the vaccines could come out um uh, quickly but at the same time not compromising any of the safety steps uh. okay so um we rushed it but we followed all the steps, so no, no cutting corners and stuff. Right? That's right. So that's, that's good true. to know. All right. But Clarence, anything to add before we go to myth number two? No, let's take, uh, I mean, Dr. Ben is the expert, so, you know. Like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, myth number two. Getting the COVID-19 vaccine means I can stop wearing my mask and taking coronavirus precautions. Hmm. Um, I think this is another thing that's, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, in fact, some people are, are choosing not to vaccinate because um, uh, uh, they're saying, if I can't take off my mask, that means you yourself are not sure of how effective this vaccine is, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, because of that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get the vaccine, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, but actually it's, um, uh, um, it's, it's, it's the other way around, as I mentioned, um, so, so, um, 
if you get vaccine, um, many people actually uh, uh, may know this, but if, sorry, if you get COVID, um, there are actually different stages of the, of the, of the, of the disease. So uh, many of you would have known that um, at least half of the people who get COVID actually have no symptoms at all. And this is especially um, uh, in those who are very young, you know, in children, in teenagers, uh, they can carry the disease and never know that they have um, uh, COVID. Um, and then, um, you know, maybe another 20% um, uh, 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 or so people actually get mild symptoms. So they get some runny nose and sore throat and a bit of a cough, um, a bit of a fever. But otherwise, they feel well, no, no worse than um, other respiratory um, infections that you get along the way. Um, and then a small group of people actually get severe, um, uh, severe disease. Severe disease, we would say, um, um, is when somebody starts needing oxygen, where they can't breathe on their own, and um, and uh, and uh, without oxygen, they actually struggle on, and um, and then you've got the next stage where people go into life-threatening infection. Life-threatening means they actually need to be in an ICU, and uh, they need um, and sometimes they need to even be on a life support machine, a ventilator, and of course they are they are they are small uh, uh, group of people that actually die from this disease. So um, what this um, uh, 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 vaccines started out, the intention of these vaccines was number one, to prevent death. Number two was to prevent severe disease and yeah, severe disease. And, um, uh, 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 and later on, um, uh, uh, the, the objective was to prevent um, um, uh, uh, COVID, yeah? um, uh, any, any type of symptoms. So um, uh, it, it works very well at uh, preventing death, preventing severe disease, and even preventing symptoms of disease. Um, it works very well there. Um, uh, it has not, the, the, the data has not been um, uh, so strong in preventing um, uh, 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 asymptomatic disease, that means, um, or maybe you can call it a carrier of the disease. Um, it is to a certain extent protective, but it is not, um, it is not, uh, 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 it is not that, 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 um, that are effective yet yeah, to protect them um, against carrying the disease. So because of that, we are saying um, you still wear your mask, not because we are worried that you can get COVID, but more of that you may be carrying COVID and giving it to somebody else. You know, so because of that, we are still saying um, uh, uh, stick to the protocols, okay? Until out there, everybody you meet as um, it's is is protected, then you know uh, uh, you can consider taking off your mask. And I think in the US they have started doing that. Um, so they have actually said that where okay, if you are meeting in the in a place where everybody else has completed their vaccines, you know that six weeks have passed and um, everybody else is protected, then actually you can meet without any mask. You know, um, uh, because uh, there's no fear of you passing on the disease to somebody else. Yeah? The, the, the balance of risk and uh, benefit changes. Do, do you think, Dr. Ben, this will help to bring down the number of infections? Because, uh, you know, like if everybody's like we get vaccinated, then we think we're all right. Like you said, you know, because of the asymptomatic patients and all that. And more of us will be, we'll be going out more often. We'll be meeting more people and stuff like that because we think, oh, yeah, we're all vaccinated right now. But we'll be passing around the virus and all that, so the numbers won't go down, right? <laughs> Is that a way yes, to look at uh, it? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I think so. That's why I think the, the, the uh, for the time being, the precautions in, in, in all countries are still the same, that the, that, the, that, the, that the restrictions will have to remain simply because it's going to take time to, to vaccinate um, to a the critical phase. And, um, and uh, we don't know 
you know how long it will take or whether we will reach that um, uh, uh, critical mass yet. Yeah, so at the moment, um, I can foresee that we will be advised to, to, to stick by the by the protocols. Um, but on the individual basis, as I mentioned, you know, um, uh, if, if 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 somebody you know is meeting somebody else who is actually been fully vaccinated, then um, actually the, the you know the, 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 there's no risk of um, that person spreading to the other person. Yeah. Um, but from a population level, when you go out to the street, when you go to the shops, when you go to the um, shopping, it is, um, you know, there's no way to know that you know, everybody in that vicinity is um, protected. So you want to do what's responsible. You don't want to share. Um, you may be carrying some germs and you don't want to share it with other people. I think that's the, that's the key here, not to, not to not be complacent. You know, I think that's, that's the thing. Let's not be complacent. Yeah, that's the... Yeah, yeah. And what's next, Kevin? Next, okay. Let's talk about side effects. Very, very popular concern <laughs> or myth. <laughs> the side effects of the COVID-19 vaccine are dangerous. There are no long-term studies on side effects. How do you answer that, Dr. Ben? Yeah. Um, so I think that uh, that second statement is uh, absolutely true, that there's uh, no long-term um, uh, uh, reports coming out simply because uh, it's impossible to come up with a long-term report. Uh, um, the vaccines uh, started rolling out um, um, in, a, in a big way. Um, uh, in, in the earliest countries was middle of uh, December. So um, uh, at the most, we've got like you know four months data from those countries. Um, in Malaysia, it's only about a month and, um, and and that was only good healthcare workers. Yeah? So um, uh, uh, yes, there is no, if you're talking about long-term data in terms of uh, one year and two year safety data, yes, obviously it's uh, not available and it will not be available yet. Um, uh, 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 the, the good news is that um, uh, most, um, uh, 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 so vaccines are not new and um, and uh, we've got numerous other diseases that uh, that are that are curtailed by vaccines and um, and um, and uh, massive uh, vaccination programs, you know, whether it's for newborns or children, has always been carried out. And um, and uh, what we do know from vaccines is that um, uh, almost all the side effects or all the side effects of vaccines actually come in the hours to days after you get the vaccine. At the longest, it stretches on is maybe a few weeks. You know, um, uh, uh, after somebody gets the vaccine, the um, uh, it can come as early as a few minutes after getting the vaccine, and and usually those uh, actually allergic reactions on certain vaccines, and um, and uh, if uh, and 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 so and and this vaccine is one of them as well. So um, uh, there's actually um, a lot of um, uh, so after everybody gets the injection, you just can't go home. You actually need to be monitored for a few minutes um, in the clinic or in the, in the vaccination center. Um, uh, uh, that's to make sure you don't get an, a nasty allergic reaction from the vaccines. Um, um, and then, uh, 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 but most other side effects, if they were to come, they would come in the days and the weeks to follow. Yeah, and um, and that one we've got very very strong data now. I think there are there are worldwide there are there are hundreds of millions of people who have actually received the vaccines already. And um, uh, uh, um, uh, you would have read in the newspapers that there were some um, uh, disturbing trends where um, uh, uh, people were were concerned. But by far and large, the vaccines have been very very safe. 
um, uh, uh, in fact, um, uh, it's it's actually a, a testament to all the all the great work those you know scientists and all have done. Um, um, it's proven to be a, a, a by far and large a very uh, safe and uh, effective uh, vaccine. So yes, um, there is no long term um, uh, data simply because it's impossible to, to come up with long term data. But the fact is that most side effects to vaccines appear in in the immediate um, in the in the in the minutes days or in the in minutes hours or, or days after you get the vaccine and, and for that the data is strong that it is very safe dr ben um we know that you yourself you were saying earlier you yourself or oh, you have received the vaccination you know and people will say i mean right. i think the best the best testimony is the people who have received it you know and, and we read that you know there's like localized pain uh, we read about there could be some kind of fatigue you know uh we hear things like you know you could get some chills you know did you have any of those um, yeah, after my first jab, uh, 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 the uh, pain in my arm, I couldn't comb my hair, which is a good, uh, which uh, wasn't that bad. <laughs> I don't have much hair, you know. Uh, so, so um, yeah, so that was about a, a day or so. Um, uh, 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 but by the by the third day, it had gone off. And uh, my second jab was um, it really went very smoothly. I got my second jab um, at the beginning of this week, and um, I, 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 I really actually I didn't get even the pain in the arm was actually much less but it's true some people can actually get um, a fever after the 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 the, the, the vaccine they can get them um, and together with the fever you can get um, chills you know shivering and um and uh and uh, some people can find their glands uh, so, uh, swollen you know that what we call as lymph nodes that gets um, swollen um all of that is actually the sign that your body is actually responding to the to the vaccine that means um, your immune system is kicking in. It's detected that there's something foreign coming in, and um, and uh, and that's the purpose of the vaccine, which is actually to you know to um, uh, train your body to, to 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 react to a foreign uh, uh, that foreign substance, so that when you actually face the real COVID, your body is primed. You know your uh, your immune system is primed, and you can you know it can attack the virus uh, straight on and doesn't allow it the food. Uh, you know, some 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 people some people were jokingly saying it, it's it's better that you have some signs so that you know you got the real stuff and not some placebo. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So father, you cannot comb your hair. Don't forget. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, lah. <laughs> Doctor Ben and I got no problem. <laughs> you know, uh, Doctor Ben, we've, I know we got a lot to cover, but uh, just very quickly, I, can you talk about no, the no. blood, the blood clots? Uh, because uh, I think that mm. that's something that was going around, and of course, countries uh, put on hold their vaccination program right. because of the blood clots. So maybe you can talk very quickly about that one. Yes. So there have been some um, disturbing reports of um, of uh, young people getting um, uh, diseases uh, that are, are caused by blood clotting um, uh, in the in the in the uh, yeah um, in the brain or in the heart um, in the lungs as well so um, uh, these these uh, reports are I mean these 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 conditions are scary conditions yeah and um, and uh, uh, and they happened um, like in the days after after getting the vaccine. Um, uh, the vaccine in question um, was um, uh, this um, uh, by this company called AstraZeneca. Um, uh, I think they combined with Oxford University to create this vaccine. And so there was a bit of, um, um, uh, uh, so countries got um, uh, um, 
um, uh, concerned that, that you know, some countries have put a stop to the vaccine, um, uh, or at least a temporary hold, um, until the regulatory authorities um, study these uh, um, uh, conditions more in depth. Um, uh, we've got to be clear also, but um, we've got to be clear about the magnitude of the problem. I think um, these were countries which had um, uh, vaccinated like uh, um, uh, like 20 million people, you know, and the number of cases uh, was, uh, I think, uh, I, I can't remember the exact number of people, but then uh, it was like a couple of dozens maybe, you know, um, uh, of people that, uh, that had this condition. So the, the rates of that complication was actually very, very low. Okay, and, and that's one. But it was a serious um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, condition to have. So then the next question would be that if they hadn't got the vaccine, would they have still gotten this condition? Because um, this condition is seen even in people who don't get the vaccine. It can happen spontaneously and these blood clots. Um, uh, 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 for example, um, uh, 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 there are certain risks of um, getting blood clots like if um, women are on um, oral contraceptive pills, they are at higher likelihood of um, getting uh, uh, blood clots. You know? um, so so uh, were these women on oral contraceptive pills or did they have any other um, diseases that put them at um, higher risk of, um, of uh, getting, a, um, uh, getting a blood clot? So those that reports haven't come out yet. And I think uh, some countries have um, decided that they will not uh, continue with that vaccine. They will use some of the vaccine first um, until they are clearer about that. Yeah, um, uh, uh, but um, I, uh, and, and, and that's a good sign. I think that um, that the, 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 the vigilance, um, uh, what we call as the pharmacovigilance of this, um, you know, it's not something that um, that we are giving to people and just say that, you know, if it happens, it happens, nothing to do with me, you know, um, um, that there's a lot of uh, regulation over this and um, a lot of um, oversight uh, to, to um, uh, people actually um, uh, monitoring um, whether these uh, continue to be safe or whether these very rare side effects may be a pattern. Yeah? So um, uh, we await further reports, but so far it looks like um, uh, the preliminary reports say that uh, the rates of that happening um, for people without the vaccine is almost comparable to the rates of people who get uh, the rates of um, it happening among people who got the vaccine. So um, uh, and the jury is still out whether it is uh, the vaccines actually increase the risk to a certain extent, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, we are still waiting for a bit more um, information on that. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. All right, moving along. Myth number four: the COVID nineteen vaccine enters your cells and changes your DNA. It's gene manipulation. Right, another I think a very common. Um, uh, concern of people and, and this one really makes them uh, popular um, you know um, it comes out in uh, messages in videos in uh, social media I think this one is uh, one of those um, you know um, uh, these governments or this um, pharma companies or this uh, uh, rich uh, conglomerates uh, you know they're trying to you know um, uh, control populations and all that um, uh, it is true that the vaccines contain um, a, some of the, the vaccines, the, the way that it works, um, it contains actually genetic material um, that codes for parts of the virus. Uh, that is true. Uh, um, uh, for example, this um, mRNA vaccine that I received, um, it contains a, a segment of the 
gene that codes for a part of the virus and that they call it the spike protein that part of the virus so the way you you imagine it is like the virus is like a human body and you know let's say they, they, they realize that the most harmful part of the virus is actually the hands of the virus okay um, and uh, so they they, they took the, the the genetic code that codes for the hands of the virus and um, and uh, so they wanted to train our body uh, our immune system to recognize the hands of the virus so that when the virus actually does come in the immune system attacks the the, the hands and doesn't allow the hands to to hold on to the our our cells yeah so um it does contain um uh, the genetic um, uh, a small fragment of the genetic um, material that codes for that um, uh, virus um but there are, there, are, there are three things to note number one um uh, it is a segment of the virus it is not the whole virus and uh, so it is impossible for that virus to actually um um uh, 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 behave as if it is real covid yeah um uh, uh, so it cannot um, go on to to um, uh, uh, infect all your cells as how the real COVID germ does it. Yeah? And um, uh, secondly is that, um, uh, so the genetic material um, goes into our cells. Our cells also is like a, it's like a factory and, um, and uh, you've got the heart of the factory clock called the nucleus, the nucleus of the cells. The nucleus of the cells is where our own gene sits in there. Okay, the, our, our genetic code um, uh, sits inside the nucleus. This um, uh, segment of gene doesn't come into the nucleus. Um, it, it goes out into the, 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 the outer parts of the cell because it's, it's, it's and it, over there it is manufactured. Our cells have got, um, the factories have got this operation, the machinery to, 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 to replicate those, the hands of the virus, the spike proteins. Eh? So it, 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 it churns out those, those um, uh, spike proteins and then to, to sort of like, and, and and they present it to the immune system and the immune system responds by making antibodies to it so that the genes of the virus doesn't um, uh, uh, come into our genetic um, uh, uh, into our genetic um, uh, uh, our dna our dna like, eh? our, our, our genetic. and um, uh, the third thing to note is that there, there are some other technologies of um, um, of uh, COVID virus, um, which actually does use um, a, a genetic material that does combine with our genes. Um, uh, it is brought in through a, through another virus, okay, and um, uh, and and uh, but this technology has actually been used for many years now in other vaccines as well, and they have shown that it is safe. The, 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 the people in concern don't become mutants, you know, they don't get special superpowers or they don't uh, develop any other strange diseases that, um, that otherwise, you know, they, they, they would not have, uh, you know, um, uh, you know uh, they, they otherwise would have uh, not gotten, you know, um, uh, so, so, so those technologies have been uh, proven already. The only one that uh, was new was this mRNA um, uh, technology, but this mRNA technology, as I mentioned, it doesn't come anywhere near the nucleus. And um, and, uh, and and after it codes for those spike proteins, the the, the genetic um, uh, uh, thing just gets broken down within a few hours or a few days. You know, so it doesn't leave anything behind. It just gets it our body just gets rid of it. Yeah. So so um, uh, uh, using terms like gene manipulation is actually. Um, uh, actually, it's a manipulative term. Sorry, Kevin. Kevin, you're not getting any, any superpowers after this. 
No Spider-Man. No, no, no X-Men. No, 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 sorry. If you were hoping for that, it's not coming, it's not coming your way. Uh, I should have paid more attention to biology in school. Uh. <laughs> All this talk of bringing back there. Okay, let's uh, move along to the next one. Um, myth number five. Some vaccines work better for some people while others are not equally effective. So I should choose which works for me. Can choose, sir. Uh. <laughs> I cannot choose. Uh, uh, you want to see the question again? Is it? As I mentioned earlier, the main target of the vaccines. Um, it's, it's all right. Um, I, I think the main target of the vaccines is to prevent death and serious illness. And uh, for for that target, all the vaccines have been shown to be very effective. Lah. Yeah, and um, they're, 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 the differences between one or the other is very minor. You know, um, uh, 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 it is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's, it's less effective against preventing infection. So infection and disease is actually slightly different. Infection means you've got the germ, but you don't necessarily fall sick from the germ. Disease is when you actually exhibit symptoms and you can actually uh, uh, get the, uh, you know, fall sick due to the disease. Yeah? So um, uh, it is less effective in preventing infection, but it is very effective in preventing disease from the infection. Yeah, so um, uh, uh, and there are varying success rates depending on which vaccine is given, and then um, and uh, you would have heard also of this viral. Uh, the, the virus also has got variants. You know, it's sort of like the virus has got different. Um, you know, belongs to a different race. You know, um, um, uh, it's got you know the virus. Uh, they are all COVID viruses. You know, but they are all uh, there. There are some strains of the virus. We call them. We call them variants. Some of the variants of the virus uh, may be less. The, the 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 vaccine may be less effective in preventing it. We have a little bit of difficulty. Doctor Ben, can you hear us? Okay, looks like uh, Father Clarence. You have to take over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I think I think that the situation is such that you know uh, we don't have a choice, isn't it? I mean, it's not like you know I was saying yesterday. It's not like that you're, you're going to arrive at the at the at the clinic and they say they're going to give you a menu now. You choose which one you want. Uh, <laughs> it's not it's not going to be that in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, so at a time when we need to protect one another, I guess you know this seems to be the way forward uh, for for most of us. Uh, I mean. Uh, I guess many, we are still in phase one. Many mm-hmm. have, have not been called up. Have you have you have yeah. you registered, Kevin? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, you know, our, our our minister said that uh, most Malaysians are having the wait and see approach. Well, <laughs> I'm having the wait and see approach. <laughs> and hopefully, after this, you will decide. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, uh, Doctor Ben can convince us otherwise. You know, uh, just while waiting, maybe we can read some of the comments that are coming in. You know, uh, we've had one just now, and uh, Annie said that her friend in U- the UK had the chills and couldn't get warm, and her arm was hurting. 
but like you said, Father Clarence, you know, at least we know we are getting the real deal because that's that's what uh, Dr. Ben was saying. We're supposed to, it's supposed to um, make make our body fight against it. So we are supposed yeah, to no. feel some sort of uh, reaction, reaction to the vaccine. But so that's I not guess... something new, Kevin. I, I, I don't know whether you remember, you know, when I think it was standard six, I think, you know, you have this BCG injection. BCG, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. School. Let me see and... myself out there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I remember some of my friends developing, you know, uh, pain and some fever after that. You know, they didn't come back to school. So it, it's those not are, a new... Those are the weak, those are the weak players, lah, father. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's, it's not something that is totally new uh, that we are hearing yes. of. At least, at least I'm hearing of. I, I know babies who are vaccinated sometimes, you know, run a, temp a temperature after mm -hmm. uh, having, you know, at least you hear from different people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also one thing uh, that I'm wondering, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, but, you know, can we actually expect no side effects at all from any vaccine? You know, you know what I mean? Um, because, you know, we, we, we need it to help fight. We might have some uh, little side effects, uh, like the doctor said, to help us, uh, you know, uh, make our body stronger so we might feel a little different so you know of course if it's detrimental then that's a different story anyway um oh. well wait for dr ben maybe just to address a, a little concern actually among catholic circles at least uh, being de debated whether they should take the vaccine or not because you know they're they i mean people are seem to be saying that you know uh, these vaccines were tested on on aborted fetuses uh, uh, many so we are saying, you know, we shouldn't cooperate. But I think I think one has to be very re real that, you know, these uh, these uh, cell lines that they, they were testing, you know, they were way back in the in in the six seventies. In fact, that somehow we do not cooperate uh, in the wrongdoings of the past. <clears throat> so I think I think there's something to remember that you know when we talk about the principle of cooperation, <clears throat> that you know our connection is is too far away. And I think the Vatican has come out with a couple of documents uh, very clearly, you know, encouraging. Uh, a lot of people uh, to to accept the vaccine, you know, because that is one way of. Because I think the vaccine is is an act of charity, isn't it? I mean, even now wearing a mask, uh, you know, keeping a distance is is not so much. I mean, it, yes, it it prevents, but but the Christian duty is that you know it is also an act of charity uh, to protect Lindung our. Sumo. our, Lindung our, Lindung our Sumo. Yeah, you know, Lind especially if you if you have a a family member, an elderly family member. It's your responsibility to to protect them, as much as we you know we we fix an alarm in the house, we have all kinds of gadgets in the house to prevent an intruder. I think mm -hmm. the vaccine is like something like that, isn't it, to prevent an intruder, yeah. uh, so that it protects yeah. others too. All right, looks like uh, Dr. Ben is back. Uh, I'm not sure if my camera will be working, but uh, but um, yeah, uh, I think the audio. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, we can hear you. I apologize. I think that my yeah, I didn't pay my internet bill. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, uh, I'm not sure where I I, I got cut off and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we were just talking about um, um, the effectiveness of the vaccines, uh, which which is also along with our next myth, which we can go on to myth number six. Uh, the vaccines are ninety five percent effective. Oh. This means 5% of people vaccinated will still get severe COVID. Well, I think uh, Dr. Ben earlier also mentioned that the risks are lower with the vaccination, right? Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Sorry. Um, uh, so uh, this, this question, I think, um, requires me to 
explain how the, um, because as I was going through the myths and some of the uh, videos that, that come out against um, this uh, vaccine, one of the Five percent effective. That means only five percent of people actually get five uh, percent uh, of people will still get severe disease uh, uh, from the vaccine. But that's not how the the, the math is done. Um, uh, uh, so how it works is that um, um, uh, uh, in the in the clinical trials, um, for example, there were there were um, uh, uh, in the Pfizer clinical trial they had. 15,000 people who received the vaccine and 18,000 people who actually received just salt water, what we call as placebo. You know, so, um, uh, 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 and the, the patients didn't know what they received because if they knew what they received, then maybe you can say that oh, I, they were less careful or they were more careful. And the doctors also didn't know what they were receiving um, uh, 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 so that the doctors couldn't be biased into, you know, um, uh, 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 you know the, uh, this one I won't test him or this one I will test him. And then they let these people go and they were advised, you know, any symptoms, you come back, we want to test you whether you're proper. So they let, uh, 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 let them go their way. And within that three months, um, uh, seventy people actually um, uh, 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 contracted COVID. Yeah? And uh, at the end of, uh, uh, once they reach 170 people, then they say, let's unmask the codes that uh, these um, uh, uh, people had. So let's say, if Kevin, you received code number 13748, you know, so they un uncoded yours and they, they found that, okay, Kevin uh, contracted COVID, but he received placebo, he received the salt water, you know, and then, and then they, they go on to to to, to um, uncode all the 170 and they found that the 162 people who contracted COVID actually received the salt water. They didn't receive COVID, uh, they didn't receive the vaccine. Yeah, and uh, eight people who actually contracted COVID received the vaccine. So based on that, they are saying that the likelihood of uh, of uh, um, uh, uh, if you have got COVID after you get the um, after the you know the, uh, uh, if you have got either placebo or vaccine, the likelihood of you having uh, received uh, the vaccine is only five percent. Okay, um, uh, whereas people who didn't receive the vaccine like like twenty times higher chance of getting COVID now, getting symptoms of COVID. So that's how the math is is uh, calculated for 95%. Because I, I, I saw in some you know videos, they're saying that if 5% of people get severe disease, I'm still going to take my chance by not being vaccinated because after all, you know, the rates of people getting severe disease are almost 5% anyway, you know, but that's not, we are not talking about the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Shall we move on? Um, myth number seven. Only 0.1% of people die from COVID, which is the same as influenza. So all this attention about COVID is just over the top. All media hype vaccines are not needed. Okay, I thought this one is uh, important to, 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 to clarify. Yeah? It is true that um, in Malaysia at the moment, if you look at the statistics, I think about zero point, the, the death rate from COVID is like 0.4%. That means um, for every 1,000 people who get COVID, Uh, and that doesn't sound like it is uh, very worrying, you know, four out of a thousand people um, uh, uh, dying. Um, uh, 
However, I think I, I, I want to look, I, um, uh, I want to invite us to look at it from a different point of view. Um, uh, the, the amount of people that actually get severe disease from COVID, severe disease, as I mentioned earlier, means you reach the point where you need oxygen in order to, to, to survive. That's when I start giving you quite strong medications as well. These patients, um, the journey of COVID is actually a very tough journey because um, many of them stay in the hospital for a prolonged period of time. If they need to go to ICU, they can stay on for weeks and even months in, in, in ICU. And the, the, the disease really puts a large toll on the body. Um, they come out with a residual. Um, when they leave hospital, they've actually got residual um, uh, 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 damage done to their bodies, especially their their, their lungs. You know, their, their lungs may never return back to normal and, um, and uh, they can have uh, other organs getting affected. They can have heart attacks or strokes or, or um, other uh, nasty infections um, from being in hospital for a prolonged period of time on very high uh, um, uh, doses of medicines that suppress the immune system. So um, uh, uh, it is actually a very nasty journey and, and, and the, the amount of people who actually get severe disease in COVID is 8% and it really depends on how old you are and how many other diseases you have. You know, for example, if, um, uh, if you are in the fifth decade of life, you know, from 40 years old to 50 years old, you know, the, the chances of you getting severe disease is two in a hundred. Okay, so that means if uh, 100 of my classmates, you know, we meet together and all of us get COVID, two, two of us will get, um, um, uh, uh, sorry, um, uh, uh, five of us will get severe disease. Okay, the, the, the rate amount that the, uh, that population is about about 5%. Yeah, and um, uh, uh, but if, um, uh, if we look at um, uh, people above the age of, uh, um, you know, when you reach 70 years old, then the rate, the, the, the chances of you getting severe disease is one in every four. And this is from our own local Malaysian data. That means um, anybody above the age of 70, a quarter of them will end up needing oxygen. And um, and the death rates also are very different um, uh, for the age group. Huh? For the age group, one in eight people will not survive this disease. You will actually uh, succumb to this disease. So if eight people, you know, in their 70s, uh, meet together, you know, Majong Kakis meet together um, uh, um, uh, uh, and all happen to get COVID, one of them definitely will not survive. Yeah, um, About the age of 80, we are talking about almost a quarter of people will not survive this disease. So the, 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 how we look at the statistics, because the statistics are actually skewed quite a lot towards those who are very young. Um, uh, those below the age of 30, the risk of complications are very low. The risk of uh, death is uh, extremely low. Yeah, um, uh, but uh, when we look at the, 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 the elder age group or if you've got or even if you are younger, but you've got diabetes or you've got kidney disease or lung disease, then it becomes very significant. Right. So there's a bigger picture to look at for this one. Yes. Uh, let's move on to myth number eight. The vaccines makes a person infertile. The vaccine is not safe for pregnant people and young people. And also, Dr. Sim, uh, maybe I can add, uh, you know, how about people who are trying to have a baby, uh, you know, right. as well, not, ju not just the pregnant women, but even men and women trying to conceive. Yeah, um, uh, so, so this came out um, as a concern, I think, in um, some of the social media 
uh, messages that people were getting and in the videos. Um, it is true that when they did the clinical trials, they didn't include people who were pregnant because normally when you start off in a clinical trial, you just want to make it as simple as possible to know whether these are the, these people will benefit um, and it's safe for them or not. You know? So it's a graduated risk. So um uh, uh, and and I think there was at least one report that actually said that um, um some of the contents of the vi of the vaccine were similar to um uh, placental tissue uh, uh, the placenta in a pregnant lady which helps to sustain the pregnancy yeah um, but later on um uh, uh, a lot of other uh, scientists came and said no that was actually incorrect science and um and that even though it was similar but it doesn't um affect the safety of the pregnancy um uh, uh, since then i think it is important to know that um uh, uh, uh i think in the at least in the us there are some thirty thousand pregnant women who are on the registry of um and this was uh, this was data up to a month ago um, in, in December. Um, uh, there are like 30,000 pregnant women being monitored uh, 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 who have gotten the vaccine. And, uh, and, uh, and the reports coming out are very positive that um, some have already delivered and uh, the babies were fine, the mothers were fine. And, um, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, those who haven't delivered yet from the ultrasound um, uh, 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 follow-ups and from the progress of the pregnancy it looks like it is um, it does absolutely nothing to the pregnancy so um, uh, while formal reports haven't come out yet there's already um, uh, real life experiences being shared by doctors taking care of pregnant women who have gotten the vaccine um, uh, as far as the side effect of infertility is concerned um, uh, uh, that one is re way out from the left field because I think um, um, in all the the history of vaccines and in the, I think uh, uh, infertility has never been been uh, uh, infertility has never been uh, uh, that um, uh, uh, side effect that we need to be concerned about. So this one um, it really appears as if it is uh, it is just out there to scare people against the vaccine. But let's think of what's the worst side effect that people can occur get can occur people and just put it out there. You know, since um you know the, uh, there's no way for them to disprove it. You know, um, uh, uh, so 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 not knowing yet about something doesn't equate to that something being harmful or being uh, 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 yeah being being something to be feared about. Uh. Yeah, true. Um, all right, uh, myth number nine: vaccines will only be effective a few weeks, as they won't. As they won't work when the COVID virus mutates. I think as you were talking about the variants of uh, the virus, um, possibly there'll be more variants coming out. So will it be effective or will they update the vaccine, Dr. Ben? Yes. Um, so there are variants of the virus. Um, in, there, there, uh, there's been some uh, in particular, which I think you can read on them. Um, even in the news outlets, uh, UK has a virus, South Africa has a virus, Brazil has a virus, the US has got a couple of virus that uh, they are worried that may not work. So the, the vaccines may not be as protective um, against those variants compared to the run-of-the-mill um, uh, uh, COVID virus. Um, uh, um, uh, but as I mentioned earlier, that to a certain extent that is true, but when it comes to protecting against serious disease and death, it still looks like it's um, 
are very effective. We do not know at the moment how these variants will pan out, how well they can be transmitted and how uh, uh, dominant it's going to be in the in the in the future yeah um uh, uh, after all this uh, 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 vaccine gets gets rolled out so there's a theoretical risk that um that um, the vaccines may last perhaps for a year the effectiveness of the vaccines may last for a year and then will there be a need for a booster jab there is a possibility that that would happen all right um the um uh, 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 we don't know that yet you know the the the, the, the uh, it's still much too early for us to, 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 to envision that far, but um, uh, there is a possibility that that can happen. Um, but at the moment, it looks like it's very effective, even in the, uh, even among the variants, to pre prevent serious disease and death. And that's for us the the, 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 the most important thing. Because if you can prevent death um, and the serious disease, then COVID becomes just like influenza or some other respiratory illness where we are not so scared about. You know, um, uh, I think in 2009, people were very scared about, you know, influenza, you know, uh, uh, H1N1, you know, uh, people were talking about H1N1. Nowadays, H1N1 is just a normal flu. Okay, um, so it may go down the same route as well. Um, uh, uh, but at the moment, the most important thing is to protect those who are elderly from getting uh, uh, severe disease. Dr. Ben, why some vaccines need two shots and some need only one? And, you know, I mean, is it something to be concerned about the effectiveness of the vaccine? It's actually how the, the, the immune system works. Our immune system actually, um, uh, as I mentioned, the vaccines, they work by being a practice target for our immune system. And um, so, so uh, 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 the first round, the, the first time around, even with one shot, the vaccine is to a certain extent protective already. Um, I think it gives you about 50% protection um, uh, uh, from severe disease uh, two weeks after the first shot. But they find that uh, when you help the body to, 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 to practice even more by giving them a second shot um, uh, of the same thing, then um, uh, the immune system uh, really matures and realizes and, and sort of like you, you've taught the immune system that hey, this guy, uh, uh, you know, uh, I mean, they may come back again, you know, and so you strengthen the immune system. The immune system is learning about this uh, infection. That's how our immune systems work. Um, so far, there's been one vaccine where they show that um, uh, one shot is enough. And um, and uh, 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 it's not so much about, um, about is it a different technology, but it, uh, it could be that the dosage that they give for that particular vaccine is higher than other vaccines and they perhaps use the different type of um, uh, gene sequence that help to, to the, the body to respond uh, why is it they could give a higher dose compared to other vaccines so um it is uh, uh, it is it looks very attractive to just get one shot um because from a practical point of view if we have to vaccinate millions of people it's much much easier for them to just get one shot um, uh, 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 but yes, it actually boils down to how effective is it going to be for that um, particular company. I think it's called the Johnson & Johnson uh, uh, vaccine. That one, they have shown that one shot is actually adequate. All right. And let's uh, round it up with myth number 10. The COVID-19 vaccine was developed with or contains controversial substances against the Catholic faith. 
Uh, I, I believe this one, uh, I think uh, Father was uh, alluding to it just now during my interruption and uh, reception. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. You want to add anything, Dr. Ben? Um, I, I, yeah, uh, no, nothing more than what uh, you, have, you have mentioned, uh, Father. I think um, on one hand, um, uh, I think it is, it is true that we have to be um, uh, concerned about how these uh, vaccines are developed, but they develop in an ethical way, it was a science and uh, technology um, you know, in keeping with uh, um, uh, uh, and ensuring that, you know, that uh, people were not harmed along the way and people would include um, uh, uh, um, you know, about the uh, fetuses and, you know, whether that, uh, um, uh, whether there was any in that, um, you know, direct or indirect way that it promotes, you know, um, abortion through, um, uh, by, by this research into vaccines. But I think as uh, Father mentioned, I think there's, um, uh, this were done on cell lines, I think, um, back uh, from decades ago. And I think the, the link between the research done uh, for this vaccine and um, and uh, and uh, the, the 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 fetal cells were like um, uh, very distant, uh, not just in term in, in time, but in terms of the the stages of the of the of the of the. Uh, um, so I, I think um, if I'm not mistaken, they they, they took um, uh, uh, the original research was on uh, some about the fetal cells, but later on that was uh, translated into other different fields of research and uh, and uh, so there's no direct link with uh, what happened those many years ago but i think it is um, it is uh, i think it is an important reminder i think um, um, uh, 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 if there are catholics out there who are listening um, uh, to this podcast i think um, you know uh, young catholics who you know who are going to the field of science i think yeah it would be, be great to have a lot more um, uh, 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 catholics that have the wisdom of the church to you know, to, 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 to guide even scientific, um, uh, the direction of scientific research and, uh, and uh, to ensure that ethical standards are kept at all times and, uh, and uh, that uh, you know, nobody is harmed by, by, by any of this research. Right. And of course, uh, Father Clarence, uh, you, did, you did a show on a vaccine about uh, Catholic morality and the vaccine. So, you know, That's if right, anyone yeah. wants they can also uh, go back and find that podcast and listen to it. Which was very helpful. I, I I watched that one. Anything to add, Father Clarence, before we end the show? Yeah, Doctor Ben. Uh, you know, uh, just going to ask you. You know, uh, it's Holy Week. Uh, people can't wait to get back to church. Uh, we are having to turn the people away. Uh, what would be your your words of wisdom to those who are going back to church uh, this Holy Week? Because we are going to have multiple services, different groups of people coming in. Uh, what would be your from uh, Having seen this truth since the beginning, what would your advice be? Right. Uh, thanks, Father. Um, uh, so I think uh, all the churches have this uh, standard operating procedure uh, where you need to be registered, where the church cannot be too crowded, and where um, uh, 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 you know, there are things that you have to wear a mask and that you have to be distant from people. I think all of those are actually very important advice. Um, uh, number one, the vast majority of us have not been vaccinated yet. And, um, and, and number two, as I mentioned, even if you have been vaccinated, chances are people around you have not been, been vaccinated. And I, I want to give a shout out also to, um, um, because I, I think as uh, the, the restrictions uh, got relaxed, at least in the Plank Valley, um, uh, over the last um, uh, 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 you know, three weeks or so, we've been seeing um, uh, people getting a lot more 
daring and a lot of adventurous. Um, I, I would like to put some caution on there. Um, in particular, um, for example, eating outside. If you're eating outside, um, uh, uh, I don't intend to 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 to, to um, uh, make it disadvantages for any restaurant. But um, I would personally, I would say, go to a restaurant that is open air, not a restaurant that is closed up air conditioned. You know, go to an open air restaurant, um, or better still, if you can tap your food back home. You know, um, uh, 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 so go for open spaces. Open spaces means there's a lot of ventilation. Um, uh, uh, and where there's a lot of uh, exchange, where if that if there's anybody there with the virus, the virus just gets diluted very quickly as he breathes out. Um, the same concept would be in, in, in churches, whether it's in church meetings, or whether it's in churches, uh, um, uh, 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 um, uh, uh, open up the windows, um, increase the ventilation, because that makes it much safer. I think there were studies very early on in COVID that actually showed that um, um, uh, 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 the, the, the risk of getting COVID from being in a closed, enclosed space um, uh, as compared to an open space was like um, 11 to 18 times higher, the risk of getting COVID. So it is the magnitude of, of uh, safety from being in an open space is almost as much as the magnitude of safety you get from getting the vaccine. You know, um, uh, 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 I know the vaccine is supposed to be like you know twenty times safer. You know, um, uh, if you get the vaccine, but um, if you if you were together in an open air space, you know, um, uh, 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 it's much less. Because uh, I, I can understand everybody is you know um, after you know one year of shutdown, you know everybody is just itching to go out and meet friends and um, and uh, we all look forward to Holy Week uh, uh, next week. Uh, uh, it's very meaningful time and we want to spend uh, some time with our friends and loved ones um, do so in open spaces I think that is actually uh, uh, very safe uh, and um, and be careful of meals because meals are the times when you actually have to take off your mask and um, and if you have to take off your mask then that's where you really want to ensure that you are far from each other or, uh, or there's a lot of dilution of um, air by good ventilation uh. Uh, so to everyone out there who's going back to church, uh, do take the precautions. Uh, let's not be complacent. Yeah, I mean, I guess going back to church is is, is such a great joy for many people, uh, especially this Holy Week, having missed it last week, last year, in fact. Uh, but I think we cannot let our guard down. Uh, our goal is to keep our churches open as long as possible. Uh, so everyone has to take an important uh, part in keeping each other safe. Yeah. I think that's, that's an important point that Dr. Ben uh, brings out to all of us. Yes, going back to church is important. Keeping others safe too is just as important. Yeah, and not just Holy Week, Father, you know, uh, like I said, vaccinated or not vaccinated, I think the SOP social distance is still the best way to, to avoid uh, getting the, the virus, right? All right, so uh, we've been uh, more than an hour, one and a half hours actually, uh, but it's a very important topic. And uh, thank you all for uh, still staying with us on the show. Uh, we apologize for any uh, technical uh, problems that we had earlier, but I'm sure you can go back and watch it again and get the full, uh, the full uh, answers to all your questions and all the myths that we've been presenting to you, 10 of them all together. So uh, really, thank you very much uh, to uh, Dr. Benedict Sim. He's a consultant of infectious diseases at Hospital Sungai Buloh. Thank you so much for explaining and clarifying a lot of these points uh, for us this morning, uh, Dr. Ben. Thank you for being here. Thanks, 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 Kevin. Thanks, Father. Thank you, Ben.
Okay, Father, shall we uh, close the show with a prayer? Yes, let's pray. Uh, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. God, our loving Father, as we approach and Holy Week, we humbly ask you to be with us as we focus on the cross of Jesus. May we put our eyes on Christ who gave himself for all of us. We pray that during this time, you will protect each one of us, the people all over the world. Pray for people like Dr. Ben and many others who work tirelessly in trying to bring a resolution, to bring an end to this pandemic. We pray that our lives may truly be dedicated to you in all that we do, to be able to protect ourselves and to protect others in a way of loving you and loving ourselves in the way you've called us to. And so we ask you to bless each one of us as we journey into Holy Week. May our eyes be set on Jesus, the one who has given us all by his cross. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for the clearance for the closing prayer once again. Thank you, Dr. Ben. And also, thank you to all of you for joining us this morning. Just like to mention a few names. Dorothy, Cecilia, Aaron, Angeline, Bella, uh, Jude. Thank you for joining us. Vivian, uh, a lot of you joining us this morning. Uh, thank you for being here. We wish you a blessed Palm Sunday and also a blessed Easter. And we'll see you soon. Now, don't forget, if you haven't subscribed or liked or followed our channel, you can do that. So you can do so right now. It's Catholics at Home. We are on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and really almost everywhere. Everywhere. Just find us, like us, subscribe, and uh, yes, get updated to all our talk shows. And of course, we have a praise session every Friday evening. That'll be great. And we'll be having more uh, talks about this kind of topics. Uh, hopefully, more talks on vaccination as well uh, in the weeks to come. All right. So do have a blessed weekend, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.